0: and Welcome to First and Goal, the hardest hitting up-and-coming ACC and SEC football podcast on the internet today. It is Wednesday, September 28th in the year 2022. And guys, we have got a lot of stuff to talk about and a short time to do it. We've got a long ways to go and a short time to get there, if you will. But as always, got my main man here to help me roll on through this stuff, knock it out. The one... The only. Big Rob, how's it going, brother?
1: What's going on, everybody? How's
0: everybody doing this fine evening? I know I'm doing fine. Ready to talk a little
1: bit of football.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, before we talk about any football, man, why don't we just take a few seconds of silence just to sit here and send our thoughts and our prayers out to those being affected by Hurricane Ian down there in Florida. Hopefully the good Lord above is watching over everybody, keeping everybody safe, and Hopefully, we can all get through this thing safe and sound. Absolutely, man. Let's take that moment of silence. All right. Yes, sir. I just want to get that out of the way. There's some things in life, y'all. We love football with a passion. There's just some things in life that's far more important than football. And my love for the fans just for people in general. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not a people person. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my strong suit. If you talk football, we can do it. But in the end, I don't wish harm on anybody. I don't want to see nobody go through tough times. It just it rips my heart out.
1: Absolutely, man. I mean, just just some of the video that we saw today alone. Just it it really does rip your heart out, and you know, make you worry for those people, and you know, just. Just pray for him that everything's going to work out, okay? That's right. That's right.
0: Well, before uh, we get into this week's previews, we need to talk about a few things. Get a few things out of the way. First and foremost, I'm not going to say I called it. I'm not going to say you heard it here first. But, yeah, I am. I called it. <laughs> Georgia Tech's coach out the building. Packed up his boxes and was told to kick rocks. Jeff Collins
1: Man, <clears throat> you called it. You called it. But I didn't think that it would happen this early in the season. But, yeah, we, I texted Ben on Sunday and said, hey, there's a rumor floating around that they're about to have a meeting come Monday that uh, they're going to talk about the job for the athletic director and the head coach down there at Georgia Tech. And then Sunday night, I get an alert saying that they're terminated. Both, And then ESPN – Clarified everything Monday morning, so comes as a not really a shock because of the poor performance and everything, but
0: still you just hate to see anybody lose their job. Yeah, you really do. I know I joke a little bit talking about packing box, kicking rocks, but all in all. In all seriousness, I really hope the man lands his feet somewhere. He's got a lot of potential. A potential, blah, 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 blah. He's got a lot of potential. And he's a great coach. It just didn't come together and I mean the biggest thing I think that got him out the door was in twenty twenty. You didn't win by I think two games or three games, but you had a lot of close losses. You was you was playing good football with everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> Last year. Played to him good football with everybody. He kept it close. Except Georgia. <clears throat> but then this year we were all coming into the preseason. And even us, we were sitting there saying, man, this might be the year. They might can turn it around and start turning some of these close losses into some wins. And mm-hmm. They got a lot of key pieces at the transfer for them, man, and it just looked
1: like everything was going to click.
0: It really did. But unfortunately, not only have they been losing left and right, but unfortunately this year it has not been close. No. It's been blowouts yep. on your home field. And – Simple truth is, if you're gonna play in the ACC or the SEC, you got a leash. You got two, maybe three years. But if there's no progress in that time, you're not gonna make it. I don't care how good of a guy you are. I mean, hell, Coach O, won a natty in twenty. Was it twenty nineteen? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Two years later, is out the door. Yep. He was out there on the beaches. <clears throat> Nasty man. <laughs> but, uh, it's just, it's a football league. Yeah, I mean, look at Will champ with South Carolina those years. He was there a lot longer than a Tex coach, but. <clears throat>
1: yeah, he was there. I mean, and he did a lot of good things in South Carolina, but then all of a sudden, he just, uh, it just started. To, to just go downhill quick. and <clears throat> Boosters started calling for it. Fans started calling for it.
0: And before you know it, he was done. Yeah, he was. I mean, he off to a real good start. Had that outback Bowl well over Michigan. Then in 2019, did not have a good year. No. And then 2020, really at the end of 2018, that blowout loss in Virginia in the bowl game.
1: Yeah, that, that's what started it.
0: That set the wheels in motion. In 2019, you only have four wins. 2020, we all know what happened there. Out the door. Yep. So, if you some of these head coaches, new head coaches in this league Shane Beamer, Billy Napier, my um, man right there at Auburn, what the hell is Harsin, it? Brian Harson. Brian Harson. You got to find a way. It's not always about how you win, sometimes it's about how close you can keep it and defeat. Yeah. There's no such thing as more victories, but at the same time, if you play a top 10 team and it comes down to a touchdown or a 10-point defeat, something like that, you go out there and you compete with them, you can justify that. you got to let your stand stand up. but if you go out there and lose by 20, 30 points, you get smacked around the field and it looks bad, it doesn't take a lot of that. But at the same time, if you're Jeff Collins and you're keeping it close but never can't figure out how to get over that hill, I'm about to say, I mean, three years, you can't steal the deal. you got to go. Yep. So, Jeff Collins, we wish you best. Hope you find somewhere to land on your feet and hope everything works out for you, bud. Well, oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. We hate to see anybody of a job. You know, hopefully you'll be able
1: to find someplace here pretty quick. That's right. That's right.
0: All right. Well, do um, you want to jump into these things?
1: Let's go ahead and jump into it, man.
0: All right. What you got?
1: So let's look at the ACC schedule first. All right. I'm going to preview some of these games coming up. Uh, we've got Louisville versus, versus Boston College Saturday, 12 o'clock noon p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the ACC Network. At 3.30 p.m., you've got Virginia Tech uh, facing North Carolina at North Carolina on the ACC Network. Mm-hmm. At 3.30 p.m. on ABC Wake Forest versus Florida State. Wagner versus Syracuse at 5 p.m. on the ACC Network, ESPN+. NC State versus Clemson, Game of the Week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ABC. Virginia versus Duke at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN3. And Georgia Tech versus Pitt at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the ACC Network. Switching over to the SEC
0: you got. Yeah, roll that SEC footage therefore. All right.
1: Roll (laughs) that beautiful beam footage.
0: That's right.
1: (laughs) South Carolina State plays South Carolina. We scheduled seven o'clock PM Eastern Standard Time on the SEC network. Next up, Kentucky-Ole Miss at
0: 12 o'clock noon Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. Hey, hold on a second. That South Carolina State game says rescheduled. When's it rescheduled to Thursday? Yeah, rescheduled to Thursday from Saturday. Good deal, good deal. You Make sure you mention that
1: out there, buddy, out there. <laughs> uh, then you've got the uh, Alabama-Arkansas game. It's going to be a 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. It's on CBS. Next up, Texas A&M at 4 o'clock versus Mississippi State on the SEC Network. LSU versus Auburn at 7 p.m. And then we have Georgia versus Missouri at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the SEC Network. And on Sunday, a Sunday game rescheduled from Saturday, you've got Eastern Washington versus Florida. It's a 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time game as well. Damn right. Damn right. A
0: lot of good football. A lot of great games coming up this weekend.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <clears throat> A lot of good ones to talk about, especially over there in the ACC network. I think that's where I want to get started talking about
0: uh, the ACC network. Or, I'm sorry,
1: <laughs> the ACC conference. That's where I think I want to start talking uh Art games of the week.
0: All right, uh, roll them out. But what you got for your four a the week?
1: My four week, and we haven't discussed anything, so it's going to be interesting to see what we got. I got my first game is going to be Virginia Tech versus North Carolina. This is going to be a game of inches, you've got North Carolina, that potent offense with that that quarterback that I I think is going to end up being the man in college football. Great name. And uh, Virginia Tech, I mean, we've seen what their defense can do. Sometimes they they can really stop. People, and then other times it's almost like Swiss cheese out there. So you really don't know what you're going to get with Virginia Tech.
0: And their offense, man, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also have this game for my first game of the week to watch, believe it or not. <clears throat> what score prediction you got on this thing?
1: Score prediction, I'm going North Carolina wins this game 47-23. to
0: Close, close. I hate to say it, Hokie Nation. I really do. But simple truth is this thing's a rebuild. They're going to have to rebuild it from the ground up, and this is going to take time. This ain't going to be a one-year throw together and make a run at it. We all would love to see it. But for whatever reasons, I just don't understand it, sometimes it takes coaches multiple efforts with coordinators and stuff to get the right people in there. And... It's like Rob said. I mean, don't get me wrong. This defense, up until West Virginia last week, you had a top five defense in the nation. And it looked like top five defense out there. Mm-hmm. But the biggest weakness of this team is the offense, just they're not doing you any favors.
1: No, not at all.
0: I mean, last week they played pretty decent ball in the first half, started looking fairly decent. I like it's going to be a ball game. And in the second half, you got turnovers. Yep. Your offense, three and out, over and over and over and over again. Mental mistakes, killing your team. Yep. And if you're a defense out there, I mean, even if you take them, they might take seven, eight snaps before you stop them sometimes. Seven, eight snaps is a long time on a football field without getting a breather, especially against an up-tempo team. So it just wears this defense out, and until – Virginia Tech finds a way to get this offense moving consistently. I also am going to have to go with North Carolina taking this ball game. Find a score of 37. Virginia Tech, 24. We were close. We were. We were. We were close.
1: My second game up, I'm going to take Wake Forest and Florida
0: State. Got that one, too. It's almost like we know what each other's thinking sometimes. <laughs> but as much, uh, as much as we talk football, we ought to. Yeah, for real. But uh,
1: man, Wake Forest coming off of that loss to Clemson. We saw, you know, some holes in that defense for Wake Forest. Florida State, man, they you know, they're on a roll. I mean, their run game is ridiculous. They're starting to be able to throw the ball around pretty effectively. But I think Wake Forest is coming out pissed off that they lost to Clemson. I got Wake Forest winning this in a close battle,
0: 35-27. Pretty close again. I like a lot what you said there. I think Clemson did show – did expose a few things with this Wake Forest defense, which this defense has not played up to its potential so far this season whatsoever. Right. I do think, though, last week Sam Hartman showed that he's starting to settle down, get back in the swing of things. He made a lot of great plays last week in that closing game. They played their asses off. On the Florida State side of things, last week against Boston College, you put together one of the more complete games that I've seen you put together this year, and I loved what i seen out there on the field. But one thing I wasn't so much a big fan of, it still bothers me, is instead of giving your starting quarterback some time to heal against a pretty down-and-out team last week, Boston College, you had him out there playing with a brace on, and he's still trying to run the ball and play physical football, and it just it leaves me wondering. Like, man, you already got hurt. Not 100%. Do you really want to push the limits on the thing? They have a good backup quarterback at Florida State, but if you can't, I'm thinking the best way to put this for y'all: if you can't find a way to play safe, keep yourself healthy, and move the ball consistently, it's hard to win football games. Absolutely, Florida State's had a lot of lady luck on her side, on their side this year. I mean, LSU game, that was down to the wire, and they were put in a position where they very well could have lost that football game. Yeah. Then there was another one a couple weeks ago. Who the hell was it? Um. I can't think off the top of my damn head. but <laughs> That's all right. That was another game. Took it all the way down to the end and lost. And they should have. Or, excuse me, they took all the way down the end and day one, but in all reality, they put themselves in a position to lose out against Louisville. Yeah. So, it's just a lot of things that make me worry and scared for this team. But all in all, I think Florida State could make it a competitive game. But all good things must come to an end. I got Wake Forest taking this thing 38-35. Close again. Damn
1: close again. I like everything you said there. I, and I will add that Wake Forest, the difference between Boston College and Wake Forest is Wake Forest is completely, you know, a different rejuvenized team. They, they've got some excitement there. They just lost their first game. And I, I just think that, that they're going to be able to pick it up and come back out with vengeance and just, uh, just beat this Florida State team who's walking on water right now. But uh, moving on, moving on up We got uh, NC State versus Clemson For my third game of the week And I love this matchup NC State Wolfpack we going to be a defense Clemson hasn't seen yet Offensive side of the ball You still got some questions Quarterbacks not so much Doing what he's lived, you know, what they've been, you know, prepped up to do, um, you know, in the off season. But I think it's Clemson's time. I think that they're going to suffer their first loss because of a good defense. I'm taking North Carolina State to win, 23-20.
0: <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. Sorry about. That. All right. Once again, I have this game results not even close. The problem I have here, guys, since the season started, we had North Carolina State ranked up. I think starting the year out at number thirteen in the nation. Now they're at number ten. But the very large majority of these wins we've seen so far this, this season, up to this point, has all been struggle wins. matters. And Devin Leary, I mean, let's just be honest. He has not played up to. The, he has not lived up to the hype this season. That NC State offense has not quite been what should be. The defense still looks pretty good, but Clemson right now is on pace to have, up to this point, they are the most productive offense they've had since the year 2000, and the second most productive offense they've had in history. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just this Clemson defense is extremely talented. Fly around to the ball. Smacks in the mouth, very physical. I have this Clemson defense. Steady running NC State's offense off the field. NC State's defense is going to get tired. I got Clemson taking this one in Death Valley, 31-17. Yeah, that wasn't even close to my prediction. I don't know, man. I just think that Clemson mm-hmm.
1: is feeling a little bit unbeatable right now. And I think they're starting to get the big head. And I think NC State might be the team that's going to be able to knock them down a pick. I think both defenses can keep this a close game. But we shall see. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. What you got for the next one there, buddy? And last but certainly not least, I have Virginia versus Duke as my final game in the ACC.
0: Duke. Duke. The Blue Devils, not the Blue Devils no more. Not the Blue Devils no more. I got the same game. What you thinking? Duke is coming off
1: of a loss that was just heartbreaking. They're going to come out with a tremendous boulder on their shoulder, and they are going to smack around a Virginia team who's really inconsistent. I got Duke winning this game 35-21. to
0: Damn, we close on these scores this week. <laughs> All right, I agree. I love everything you said there, man. Absolutely love it. I agree 100%. Duke last week played toe-to-toe with a team that, let's be honest, should be a top 25 team. Now, they should probably be a top 20 team in the nation. Kansas has played damn good football to this point. And last week, Duke played their asses off. They fought the whole way through. This looked like a different Duke team that I've seen in a long time. They never kept their heads down. Even when they got down multiple possessions, they found a way to fight their way back into this game. Just keep on pressing forward. Just keep grinding, as Mike Oka loves to say. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Embrace the grind. And they came out of this game saying, all right, we lost. But next week, it's on. We got ACC play. They're coming out here with, like you said, a boulder on their shoulders. Virginia, on the other hand, coming off of a heartbreaking loss of their own against Syracuse mm-hmm. but the difference I see here is Virginia was extremely inconsistent throughout the football game well let's be honest they've been inconsistent throughout the season so far well they have Brendan Armstrong has not looked the same in any way shape or form he honestly is not and this team is just lost right now I feel like they don't know who they are they're looking for their own identity and last week after that loss to Syracuse, instead of a chip on the shoulders, i seen a lot of guys hanging their heads little, a lot of guys looking down and looking out. <clears throat> I just – I don't see it working out for Virginia. This Duke defense plays very good football. This Duke offense with that two-headed monster in the backfield has looked sensational. And I just – I see – Virginia going down on this one. I got Duke taking it 34, Virginia 24. Oh, wow. having close today, Bo. Here we are. Here we are. Let's move it on over to the
1: SEC. Talk a little bit about my first game, <clears throat> South Carolina State versus South Carolina.
0: Sounds like a good one.
1: Well, the thing about this South Carolina Game Cup team is it's almost like a Jekyll and Hyde, don't you think? It really is. South Carolina started out last week not really being able. They were running the ball, but they couldn't put it in. Their defense was horrible in the first half. And then all of a sudden, after they got their ass chewed in the locker room, turnover after turnover after turnover, they were able to score at will. So I don't know who what South Carolina team we are going to get this week, but playing on a Thursday... Because of the hurricane. I think they take that momentum from the second half and beat South Carolina State
0: 48-20. Once again, we're pretty damn close. <laughs> I also have South Carolina, South Carolina State. I know it's gonna be honest awesome with you guys, I'm gonna have South Carolina here every week. I'm unbiased, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna tell you how it is for everybody. But I'm still a South Carolina fan. I'm gonna talk a little GameCock football every week, damn it. Even even when it is depressing and down and out. <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde, as you say. Yeah. All right. Last week, I agree with some of what you said. They played awful the first two quarters of the game, let's just be honest. First quarter. To this point, South Carolina has still yet to score a touchdown in the first quarter of a football game. Yeah. We're four games in. Yeah. That's horrible. But... They ran the ball last week at Will, and it was very physical running. I loved the way they ran. The offensive line looked sensational, but it was against Charlotte nonetheless. Mm-hmm. But I've seen a lot of pluses out of that game, but i also seen some negatives, some things that made me worry. One of the pluses is, welcome back, Christian Bill Smith. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Physical. Physical, that, physical, physical. That
1: one play, the, the two pancake blocks down the field?
0: Yeah, it was pass. Yeah. That was a great play also. I like the one where he's running the ball down the field. And instead of looking for the sideline and trying to get out of contact, he looks around and finds the defender and just drilled him with his shoulder and just took the hit to him. Yeah, right in the chin. Talk about being the hammer and not the nail. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. But uh, but you also got to speak about Marshawn Lloyd, too, and that hurdle. Oh, absolutely. I was getting, right, getting to that. <laughs> Marshawn Lloyd played an incredible game. I think he had 169 yards on the ground, if I'm not mistaken. There's something around that. He averaged, I want to say, around 10 yards a carry. Pretty close. But uh, the running game looked great. It looked fantastic. But the passing game last week, still, I have no idea what I'm looking at. I mean, I'm looking for identity here. I mean, in Arkansas. You come out slinging the ball around and you had a receiver get almost 200 yards receiver in one game. Mm-hmm. Looked great. Looked great. Georgia, you tried to sling the ball around all over the place. You ran the ball well when you did run it, but you didn't stick with it. But there was no identity to it. And then this game this past week, I don't know if maybe they found their identity as a team that's going to run the ball down your throat. Or if this coming week we're just going to see a completely different team and try to sling the ball all over the field all over again. Right. So, But something's got to be done about this passing game. Yeah. Because it has been subpar to this point. You got a rough schedule ahead of you, and you're not going to be able to do it just off of your running backs. Right. No, I agree. So, with all that being said, this game against SC State, I think they keep the ball going. I honestly like the game being balled up because I think it gives them less time to overthink things and gives them less time to have a big head. Mm-hmm. I got South Carolina taking this game 45-17 over the SC State Bowl. Jesus. That's yes, her. <laughs> we almost spot on with each other. Yep, one, yep. one
1: thing I will add, though, about this South Carolina game is welcome back, Corey Rucker. Absolutely. That dang touchdown pass from uh, oh what uh, Luke Doty. Man, that was beautiful, wasn't it? It was. It really was. But uh, Moving on up. Next game, I've got Kentucky versus Ole Miss.
0: I like it. Hottie Toddy. Hottie Toddy,
1: Ole Miss. The thing about this game, man, is I want Kentucky to win this game. I really do. But the thing about Kentucky is the inconsistency right now in the run game. Their offensive line is just looking a little bit out of whack for whatever reason. I mean the good news is you do get Chris Rod back, so that's gonna to add to the running game, <clears throat> I mean, that doesn't help the offensive line blocking. And I don't know if that's something that they can fix in a week or what's going on. Ole Miss is on a hot streak themselves right now. I just think the lane train is going to keep rolling 38-27. I
0: like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Once again, also, I had Kentucky and Ole Miss. <laughs> surprise, surprise, y'all. Kentucky... Has all the characteristics of a top ten team. Mm-hmm. But I have yet to see that top ten team on the field this season. Right. I'm a little worried. They're drinking their own Kool-Aid, thinking they're number seven in the nation. They did not have the best game this past week. They have score wise looked great. But Will Levis was sacked, I think, six or seven times again this past week mm-hmm. against a non power five opponent. You have not been able to run the ball very well, and you literally have Will Levis basically trying to carry this team on his back. Yep. Ole Miss, on the other hand, they've had some really good wins. They've had some wins this year where I don't know what the hell I'm getting. But one thing's for certain, you can count on Lane Kiffin when you get into conference play to put some kind of crazy game plan together, put points on the board. And this year he's had a defense for the most part size one game has looked very well. So, all in all, I got to be honest with you, I got Ole Miss taking this thing. I got expose exposing Kentucky a little bit. 35-31. We're close again. Yes, we are. Next up,
1: I've got Bama and Arkansas.
0: Going to be a slobber knocker.
1: Going to be a slobber knocker. This is going to be one of the most physical games you're going to see probably all season. Bama is going to go on the field and try to prove to Arkansas why they're Bama. That offense is going to be rolling. That defense is – it's going to be stacked as well. I think this is going to be a pretty good scoring game. I think Arkansas has been knocked in the mouth a few times, and I think they're here to see – to show business. I think they've also got a boulder on their shoulder. I'm calling the upset, gentlemen. I'm taking Arkansas beating Bama 35-33.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. I like a lot of what you said there, but I'm going the other way with this. Okay. Arkansas, a problem I have is two weeks ago, you played a FCS school. You were trailing by more than one possession mm-hmm. going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You had to put all your eggs in one basket to really pull that thing out. I mean, talk about splitting hairs, right? And then I figured, okay, this is the wake-up call they needed. This is gonna, this is a slap in the face. It's going to get all the media talking. This is really going to put a fire under their asses, and they're going to go out there and play. And then they went out last week, and played against Texas A&M. Now, albeit I think they did play in College Station, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But for the most part, you laid an egg two weeks in a row. I mean, you just, you were leading that game, you had it one at LSU, And LSU, I mean, Texas m just makes a comeback and takes it from you. Right. As much as I hate to say it, as much as it kills me to say because I really wanted Arkansas to be the team to take over the West this year. I got Arkansas following this thing. Alabama's too good of a program. They have struggled on the road this year, nonetheless. But come conference play, man, Nick Saban's always got a great team. He's always going to put a good team on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a couple of years ago, we watched Bamble play like t total crap against the Citadel. Everybody right. said, well – this, this might mean something. Next week they went out and they absolutely smoked. I think it was Mississippi State. Yeah. So, I got bad' i taking this one. Thirty-five. Arkansas. Twenty-eight. Not bad.
1: Not bad at all. We were pretty close, just the other way around. That's right. But uh, I think Arkansas being at home for this game, I think, is going to be the uh, going to be the catapult to get them over top. But we shall see. The last game I have for the SEC, I'm taking Texas A&M versus Mississippi State. And I want more Cowbell. Mississippi State's going to be at home. Mm-hmm. A&M is on a roll right now. Mississippi State, they're they're a little bit of a downslide. What the fuck was that? Water cooler. Excuse my language, you He just knocked over the water cooler. Good goodness. But uh, as I was saying, Mississippi State's a little bit on a, a slide right now, but I think that they're going to get it turned around right here at home with more cowbell. And in the stands, I got Mississippi State winning 42-35. I
0: like it. All right. Same team again. <laughs> Texas a and Mississippi State. This is at Mississippi State, and I got a fever. And the only prescription to help me is more cowbell. I got the Bulldogs taking this one. Simple reason is Texas A&M got off to a rough start against Appalachian State, and it really humbled them, because God, they had a huge head coming in this season. really humbled them. And what happened, I said, all right, here they come. Here they come. They're about to take this thing over. It's about to go down. And... You beat Miami. Miami did not play well. No. No. That was not a good game for either team. Then you turn around and you beat Arkansas the following week. Top 10 team in the nation. Something to be proud of. Something to be proud of. But Arkansas completely dismantled themselves yeah. in the second half towards the end of that game and let them back in. I mean, they had it locked up, shut. All they had to do was turn the key and throw it away, and it had been over. Yep. But they not kicked the door in they did. But since that win, all of a sudden, old Jimbo's back, <laughs> beating on his chest, going on and on and on about these Aggies. They're a national championship contending team. and just going on and on and on about how they were disrespected. And well, I hate to tell you, Jimbo, you're about to get disrespected again this week. Right. Cause I think Mississippi State's going to smack you in the mouth. Mississippi State went down a couple weeks ago to a team – I did not see it coming, but they went down to LSU, I believe it was. Yep. Since then, they got a little chip on the shoulder. You got Will Rogers and the gang. I got Mississippi State taking this thing. 31, Texas A&M, 20. I like it. I like it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What you got for the – oh, that's your last one. That's my last one. All right. I got something put down here, guys. This is an honorable mission for me. All in all, I think it's going to be a very sloppy football game to watch. But I got this game highlighted simply because the coach of this team has been on the hot seat all season. Mm -hmm. Even winning games, the way he's won them, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he's still on the hot seat. I mean, hell, you get a win and people are still talking about firing you. Yeah. I'm talking about Brian Harsin and the Auburn Tigers. They're playing LSU this week, going against Brian Kelly. And this game right here could make all the difference in the world. If it's a home game, if LSU comes out there and smacks you in the mouth and embarrasses you on your home field, this will be the end of an era. It'll be the end of the Harsin era at Auburn. You heard it here first. Well, that being said, no team is more dangerous and plays with more enthusiasm. The team that has nothing to lose. I feel like Auburn feels very disrespected. I feel like they feel they have nothing to lose. And I got them going out there and handing Brian Kelly his second loss of the season. Auburn 31, LSU 28. Brian Harson lives on another week. You make some very good points. You know, I,
1: I don't know that even if they lose big this week, I don't know that Harson's going to. Going to lose his
0: job or not, I'm not yeah, I, I, I remember you saying that just the other day
1: Yeah I'm not calling that just yet But I mean I, I was proved wrong Wrong once already so we shall see But And I think if it's going to happen It's going to happen yeah, I think my gut is telling me to take LSU And I'm going to take them
0: 35-21 Alright That sounds like an interesting pick well, guys, I'm be honest with you, we're going to wrap this thing up. I'm more slapped out. I have not felt 100%. Got a long day tomorrow. we got to prepare for the storm ourselves. Looking like it's going to come up our coastline. Mm-hmm. But before we go, hit the like button, subscribe, share it with your friends, comment, message, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do is fine with us. And also, those that have already been three, and I'll say it one more time, reiterate, you were in our thoughts and prayers. Our hearts go out to y'all, and those that are still waiting for the impact, just hold on tight, and let's get through this thing. Absolutely. All right. Well, you got anything else you want to throw out there, bro? No, sir. No, sir. Just thoughts and prayers out to people of Florida and the people on this path, and uh, you know we love you, and we praying for you. That's right. All right. Until well, next time, guys, keep those drinks cold, and let's keep those chains moving.